Welcome to Winning the Inner Game. This is Colton Lindsay. All right. Hi, guys. It's Colton Lindsay here with the Winning Interview Series, sponsored by Fearless Agent and Mojo Selling Solutions. Today, we've got an awesome guest on you, but I want to ask you first, how would you like to grow your business exponentially? What would it look like to sign more listings quickly than ever? And what would it do to your lifestyle if you could double or even triple your income? I'm your host, Colton Lindsay, with the Winning Series Interviews with winningtheinnergame.com. Make sure to go there and join my subscriber news list immediately. You can watch a new interview every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. So I want to say thank you guys to everyone for watching this show. If it wasn't for you guys, the agents, I wouldn't be able to put these on. And congratulations for taking time to learn and expand your business, master your real estate business. If this is your first time watching, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can see all the old uh, interviews as well. I want to introduce you to a top real estate coach across the country, James Hotalling from Rochester, New York. And I'm, I think I might even mess your name up. I've known you for four years and I probably still mess your name up. Is that, is that messed yeah. up? Hey, you know, Colt, my wife still messes the name up sometimes. So no biggie, man. <laughs> so, James, why don't you go ahead in under 60 seconds, give us the synopsis story of how you got to this point in your career uh, with real estate industry. Wow. Okay. 60 seconds or less. Well, it, let's see. It was about 25 years ago, almost, I met Mike Ferry. And uh, Mike Ferry was my mentor while I got into the business. He, uh, you know, he really, his system is what I followed when I sold real estate. I had uh, the privilege many years later to uh, worked for him as a coach and a platform speaker, leading the action workshops, the um, productivity schools, and uh, had a coaching company with a good friend of mine, kind of in between all that after I got out of selling uh, for a number of years and have been back on my own now since 2010, which um, I think it was just a year or two later you and I met. So, you yeah. know, I've been, I've been coaching, speaking, running a real estate training company for almost 20 years now. Okay, so let's go back. What year did you get into real estate as a salesperson? Uh, it was 1992. 1992, and you just, turned 20, man. you just barely turned 29 a few days ago, right? I, isn't it amazing? I was like six. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> 1992, what market were you in? How did you get to that marketplace? What, and what got why real estate? Well, that's a great question, man. I, um, I had in college, I had a uh, house painting company. I was doing painting, you know, and stuff in the summers, kind of putting my way through school. I ended up painting a number of uh, income properties for a couple banker broker. And the guy just looked like he, he had it going on. I mean, he had money, he had a beautiful house on the lake. He, you know, I said, how does this work? You know, how does real estate work? And he really wasn't able to tell me an awful lot, but uh, I did connect with another agent in the market that had a lot of listings and she shared her story and she said, look it, you want to learn how to sell real estate, do what this guy says. And she handed me a set of Mike Ferry's 1986 action workshop tapes. <laughs> 1986. Okay? So 1986. So I'm listening to these tapes and I digested them. I mean, I like memorized the entire workshop and I just said, look, this is what I want to do. Forget, you know, my degree was, is in Russian and economics. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, which of course is highly applicable with what I do every day, but I just, I botched it. I said, forget it. You know, I'm going into real estate, uh, chose the Tampa, St. Petersburg market in Florida because um, like you, man, you know, growing up in a cold environment, uh, I said, look, I, I want to get somewhere warm. So rented, uh, I actually on spring break of my senior year, 
Uh, I went down, I had written a letter in advance to like 50 real estate offices in the Tampa St. Pete area, sent them my resume, told them I was going to come in and be their top producer in the first year. And um, I had three people that decided they wanted to interview me out of 50. So I was playing the numbers game already, right? <laughs> and yeah. um, I got a broker, a great Century 21 broker right in Indian Rocks Beach. And he agreed to uh, cover my expenses for the first 90 days while I was waiting for some commission income and uh, rented in a, a townhouse through the mail in Tampa St. Pete and a good friend of mine and I who was doing the exact same thing. We, we left about a week after graduation, moved to Florida, uh, jumped in. And the, the, the key event though, man, was two weeks later, Mike Ferry showed up in Tampa to do a half day program. And we met him at the airport the night before the event. Okay, we knew he was flying in and waited there, like stalked him. <laughs> introduced ourselves as the as the college kids that had written him the letter and uh you know had listened to his stuff and he's he was blown away he's like i can't believe it you're actually doing it and so we had a great talk the night before he had us kind of stand up at the event the next day and and introduced us announced to the to the whole audience he was flying us out to the superstar retreat in palm desert and uh just really took an active interest from that point in mentoring right and helping us helping grow the business and and, um, you know, the truth is I didn't stay in sales. It was about three, about four years actually of active selling. And I had done so much speaking and training that I thought, you know, I like this better. I, I just. So, so let me, let me stop you right there before we go into that. So yeah. I, I want to identify something for those that are watching is you wrote 50 letters and yeah. resumes to 50 different companies. And right. As a real estate trainer, real estate coach, how how difficult is it to even get an agent to call fifty prospects? Yeah. Right? You you weren't even starting to prospect yet. You were just trying to get a, right. a job. Right. So right. so what what inspired you to even start that way to just start sending letters out and, and getting in front of them like that? Well, because I, I knew from listening to Mike for so long, and and you know as I mentioned after sort of internalizing that first set of tapes that we got, um, we'd written, my friend and I, we, we'd written Mike a letter and said, look, we've, we've, we've got this thing down. Do you have anything else you can send us? And he literally sent a, a box of videotapes, you know, it was video cassettes at the time and cassette interviews and workbooks. And so just listening to all that, I knew that the average mindset of a broker out there was not going to be excited about somebody coming in wanting to uh, go out and cold call and, and I wasn't going to do floor time. I wasn't going to do a bunch of other stuff. So I knew I needed to play the numbers game to find somebody that was willing to pay me for 90 days because I didn't have any money, you know? Um, so, so not only that, guys, listen, he got a broker to give him payment for the first three months, 90, right. days, to, to, 90 days to help pay your expenses and live. How, exactly. how old were you at the time? I was 21. 21 years old. And, uh, if I remember right, you you started to work one area of the market, and your friend started working yeah. the other areas of the market. Is that how it worked? That's right. Basically, split it up and um, just went. I mean, it's the same stuff we talk about, you know, door knocking, cold calling, fizzbos. I mean, it's that's that's what I grew up on, and uh, it was it was quite an experience, though. You know, going from studying it to actually doing it in live, you know, real time, so to speak. And so, so that same action works today, door knocking, getting in front of FISBOs, getting in front of expireds, building yeah. a, a personal circle database. And in fact, back then, if I remember correctly, they didn't have Zillow back in, in 92, <laughs> did they? <laughs> no, we didn't even have computers, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I just, 
I just read a quote actually from uh, you know Keller Williams has their mega agent event this week, and Jay yes. Papson he quoted that fifty percent of the agents spending money on Zillow are actually getting a lost return on their investment. Yeah. So that's that's something to think about. What what is it that you recommend from your first re year in real estate? You know, a hundred years ago, back in the nineteen hundreds, what is it that right. you recommend to agents right now that they can get business immediately? Oh my gosh, just find someone to talk to. Just go talk to people. I don't care who it is. Just go ask a real estate question. Hey, you know, you know anyone who wants to buy or sell a home? What about you guys? You interested in making a move anytime in the near future? Right? I mean, if you took that simple old school script and you ask, imagine asking 100 people a day that question. Yeah. You're just willing to go to work and just something as simple as that. You think you'd find business? Holy cow, you'd be overloaded. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the biggest secret is just start talking to people and Anything, and I love this saying, uh, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. It's because it's our failures and our mistakes that, that propel us uh, forward. So right. first year in real estate, how many transactions? Uh, 45 sales, first year. For, 45 sales. Were those mainly listings, mainly buyers? What? How did they yeah. come about? Yeah, uh, probably. I don't remember the exact percentage, but I would guess it was 90% listings. 90% listings. That's really all I was doing. Um, is just prospecting for listings and I, I worked a few buyers you know especially if they were buying my sellers were buying something but um i started giving away buyers like second month in the business because i had too many and i knew i just I, I wanted listings so that was it so how did you give those away did you refer them off did you hire a buyer's agent what what was the plan yeah, of that, i mean at that time there wasn't a lot of team building going on i mean that wasn't really an, a concept in the industry so it was basically just give them to agents in the office that were willing to work them and take a take a referral fee and you know and if i if I, I i didn't look at it as income i said if it if it comes in great if not it just frees me up to go find some more listings that was my attitude so would you recommend that attitude to agents today or would you recommend hey switch to the more uh, team model what would you recommend yeah I mean if you've got somebody that is good with buyers and doesn't want to generate doesn't want to prospect but you're doing that hey you know what bring them on board as your buyers partner and and uh, yeah set up an arrangement you know take 30% 50% of the deal whatever you decide is appropriate and um, and make more money from it so so the idea is leverage your time and your business should support your lifestyle, not your lifestyle support your business. Right. right? Yeah. So second year in the business, you're you're on. At what point did you start to say, hey, maybe maybe the sales side isn't for me as much as the real estate training side is? Was it four year four? Uh, yeah, three to four. I actually um, I shifted markets after about I guess it was about a year and a half. I ended up moving to a slightly different market. Um, in the still in the Tampa St. Pete area, but uh, it was um, it was neat because I got you know originally I started on the beaches. I was selling beach property basically, and it was fun, but it's a whole different market. I switched to Sun City Center, <clears throat> which is a retirement community, right? And there's several of them around the country. So we're talking cookie cutter homes. We're talking you can get around on a golf cart all day long if you want. Um, I mean, it was just a totally different market, and frankly, it was a lot easier. I mean, door knocking was a breeze because. I mean, they're just crammed into this thing. And uh, so it kind of changed my approach. I got an assistant, you know, going into my second year uh, to help with all the paperwork and the follow-up letters and, you know, the nonsense stuff, right? So sure. um, after, yeah, I'd had a couple opportunities to talk at the board or talk at company regional training meetings and stuff. And I started to like it, but it wasn't until 
I actually started going to more MFO events and I met a guy from Miami Beach that had me come down for a short time and basically work on his team, which was another pretty cool opportunity. And that really is what got me excited about the speaking and the, and the training and just that additional exposure. So you've got Mike Ferry organization at your roots. Would you, yeah. and, and obviously he's been a major influence in your entire career. Yeah. Would you say that, that your, your model, your coaching style is, is the same as the Mike Ferry organization today? Um, it's a same, in a, same in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, like anything else, it evolves a little bit, right? It's not, um, I guess I'd like to say that I'm maybe a little more flexible, you know what I mean? Like as far as how an agent would actually go about building their business. I think there's, because Mike, I mean, Mike invented an entire niche of real estate training, really. I mean, starting in the seventies and that's, he's stuck to that and, uh, and it works. There are obviously hundreds of thousands of agents that have been dramatically impacted by that. But you know what? There's hundreds of thousands of agents that are doing really well that don't follow Mike's system. And so if I'm working with somebody and they're doing something that works, I'm not going to say, well, let's scrap that, man. Let's, let's go do it this way. Um, so I would say the difference is I'm a lot more flexible on how to get you to point B. So, so basically identifying that, Hey, there's more than one way to skin the cat. Yeah. Right. I know that uh, Joshua Smith has, talks a lot about that on GSD mode. Right. And, and that's what really does make the real estate industry awesome. Right. You can, at Floyd Wickman, he's one of my favorite mentors. I, I learned from him and Bob Leffler at, at the beginning yep. of my career a lot. And Floyd Wickman, I remember him saying in an interview, you can take your business, your real estate business, anywhere in North America and easily generate a six figure income. And today you could probably easily generate a seven figure income how easy and, and fast paced the market is. So what would you say is the one thing that stands out with, with James Hotelling that your philosophy is on, on training and coaching agents? So what's the one thing that you just try to really integrate with your, your students? Uh, I, you know, I guess I would say that it would be that there's a mindset that accompanies everything you do in this business that you have to, before you're going to change your behavior, before you're going to learn a script, before you're going to become a master of your presentation, that you have to invest in the right thinking. You know what I mean? You've got to be, you have to spend the time to understand what your goal is, what your vision is, how you're going to get there, the hard work that's required. And uh, I think too many agents know what to do. They just don't do it because they mentally melt down too often. You know, I mean, they just, I remember talking to a, a great agent. This was probably 10, 12 years ago. And uh, I was having lunch with him and, and this, you know, he's a hundred plus deal year producer. And I remember him saying in, in his observation that the majority of agents never produce anything because they spent too much time recovering from adversity. What type of adversity are you talking about? It could be anything, man. I mean, you know, it could be uh, deals falling apart, right? I think I know someone that knows a little <laughs> something about that. Um you know, uh, it could be, you know, you had this deal in place and you were counting on it and all of a sudden you get the word it's not going through and it throws you into a tailspin, especially if you don't have a lot more deals behind it. It could be, uh, you know, issues in your personal life. It could be, uh, you know, your technology is failing for the week and, you, and you're just frustrated. I mean, there's so many things that happen to us in life that you can choose to let those things stop you from doing your job or you can just say, look, I still have a job to do. I, I got to get you know, X number of attempt uh, appointments this week or whatever. So yeah, figuring out how to recover. 
And I think it's, it's not only doing your job, but living your life happy or living your life miserable. Because yeah. if, if you're sitting there in recovery mode all the time, you're, you have negative feelings, you have doubt, you have frustration, and, and right. no one wants to live a life full of fear. And, and yeah. so that's exactly why I started winning the inner game. I'm, I, I love that side of, of life, the mental aspect, the psychology behind it. Right. And it's, it's reverse positing that. And yeah, I, I know something about deals falling out this week. I had five transactions. I think it was $28,000 in commissions. Yeah. Just go like that up in smoke. And yeah. I think I even sent you a text the other day or an email or something. And I, I yeah. just laughed about it because it's, yes. Three, four years ago, I probably would have been stressing for a week about it. Right. And today it's okay. All right. I still get nine deals. I think I got like 60 something thousand in escrow steel. Right. And I, I think I'm right around, I don't even know, I'm right around 200,000 or something that is just paid from real estate commission. So it's like if you can change your, your mind, it just twist it just a little bit, your life will be happy and you'll do more transactions. So. Absolutely. What year was it that you started in with the Mike Ferry organization? Uh, 2006. 2006. Okay. Yeah. And you were there for four years with them. Yeah. So I want to back up. You were doing coaching before that with yeah. your own business, right? How long were right. you doing that coaching and training before you joined with Mike's company? Uh, it, was, God, it was almost 10 years, about eight or 10 years at least, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, and that was uh, that was a decision. You know, I made the decision to move back to uh, upstate New York, which is where I grew up. My uh, my father passed away, and uh, there was just a lot of stuff that kind of drew me back to my roots, if you will. And um, you know, so when I moved back, it was it was uh, with the intention, really, of starting a real estate uh, training company. And and again, my my friend, you know, and I, you know, we kind of. Uh, you know, went a little bit different directions while we were selling, but we came back together in that sense when we made the decision to uh, start speaking and just going out on the road and doing events. So you started speaking because in what year was it that you started your your coaching company? Uh, I think it was 96, 97, early 97. Okay, yeah. so 1997, yeah. the internet was just barely invented by Al right. Gore. That's right. I don't. I think they just started with email addresses just a few years before that. So you yeah. didn't really have social media and right. internet and email to really get your name out there in, in your coaching business. So what did you do at that point? How did you get get going? Um, that was really the old, again, it was mailings. It was like, you know, just, um, we were not, uh, we're only about three hours from Toronto, right? And Toronto is the biggest real estate market in North America as far as agents, right? They've got like 50,000 agents or more in the Toronto marketplace, right? So being a three hour drive, we started doing a lot of office talks, a lot of, um, you know, just get in front of groups of agents there, setting up training events for them. And, uh, and then it was, uh, it was mailings, right? It was picking a market saying, Hey, let's go talk in Chicago in two months. So you design a mail piece, you find a print shop that'll deliver it to, you know, all the agents in Chicago and you show up and you hope you got a few hundred people in the seats. And, um, <laughs> and that's how it grew. And, you know, I, I mean, we were, you know, we would do eight or 10 cities a month in some months and just start signing people up for coaching and, and it just kind of took off from there, really. It was pretty cool. What what type of coaching were you uh, – group-type coaching? Was it one-on-one -on -one phone call coaching? What, yeah. What did... 
Yeah, it was basically, I mean, uh, it was basically the one-on-one, uh, experimented with a little two-on-one, three-on-one coaching that it didn't really work that well. I don't think that's really a great product model, but um, there was, there was um, yeah, group training as well, training being different than coaching. But those were the main products right there. And, uh, you know, a few cassette tape programs and stuff when that was still popular, but it was mainly coaching. That was the main product. Okay. So fast forward, 2006, you're now with the Mike Ferry Organization. Right. Tell us what made you change. You're running your own business, and then yeah. and what? Why the change at that point? Well, you know, I um, my faith is is a very important part of my life, right? And I had come to a place in um, in 2006. I had uh, previously sort of split away from from my partnership for a few years. I was kind of on my own for about two or three years, um, and all of a sudden, I mean, I remember writing my business plan in uh, 2000, late 2005. And we got into probably March of 2006 and like nothing had happened for my business that it just, it just dried up. And I look back on that and I see, you know, a divine hand in that. And uh, so it was, it was kind of a weird situation in the early part of 2006, but it was, uh, I want to say July of 2006. One day I opened my email. There was an email from Sabrina Ferry, which is Mike's wife. And it said, basically we know who you are we know you know our system we need a speaker and we need a coach would you like to join so it was not me seeking that out per se it was that that opportunity came to me in a great time of need actually and um like i said i, I see that as a good thing i was brought to a place of because uh, i don't know that i would have responded to that if things were going really well you know in my own business and um i i, I might have thought twice about jumping so to speak but that was an incredible opportunity to go and, and spend those four years in that environment. So, uh, so that's kind of how that unfolded. Awesome. So 2010 comes along. You were, you were traveling, speaking with Mike Fair organization. Right. 2010 comes along and you're like, hey, you know what? Wait, before I go into that, I want to let the audience know I've opened up the question bar. Okay, so you guys can start typing in questions. We'll answer those uh, as we get towards the end of there. Also, make sure to uh, – James, real quick, how, how can they get a hold of you or connect with you? Uh, probably the easiest way is just go to CoachJamesHotelling at gmail.com. Just send me an email, uh, CoachJamesHotelling at gmail.com. And uh, you can hit me up through Facebook. You can find my, my business page there uh, through Facebook as well. And, you know, I don't know what it is about – the guys built or, or born in the mid 1900s or whatever when you were born. Maybe you weren't mid 1900s, but it's like yeah. they they took forever to transition to the social media. Like, what's up with that, James? Why why were you off grid for so long? By the way, you know, <clears throat> partially I guess it was uh, conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, who you know? But um, I guess again, when you don't grow up in that, you know, you come into that at a later time. You just um, it's like anything else. You're probably a little slower to adapt than you should. But I, I honestly, I, I have you to thank as a big part of that. You know what I mean? Like finally drawing me into social media and stuff like that a few years ago. And um, it's been an awesome experience, man. I got to tell you. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. So 2010, you're, you've are you gone through your Mike Ferry time frame. Let's say in those four years, six to 10, what is the one thing that you take away that you learned from that, that four-year stretch? Um that uh, you have to you have to care um, a great deal about your client success. Like that was one of the main things that was drilled into us as a 
as a coach there, you know, as a part of that. And I already knew that, of course, from having my own coaching business, but it was really elevated to a much higher level of how do you go about really investing in a client? Like, how do you break down their needs and then turn that around into useful conversations, right, that are designed to move them forward every single week? Yeah, okay, so really care about them. And, and that boils down to, I think this is a good time to interject before we move on to the time frame. but you said that faith is a big part of your life and, and your business. So tell me about that and, and intertwined with, I think what I get from that is serving others and pr pr principally yeah. your, your customers, right? Talk to us yeah. about your faith and why that's so important for you and your business and your life. Well, you know, I mean, at some point in your life, I think everybody, if they're being honest, they get to a place where they start to question, is this really all there is, right? Is it just about more, more, more? Is it just about having more money, more stuff, more fame, whatever, right? Uh, I think you start to answer or ask bigger questions, especially when you have a family, right? And you have kids and you're married. And, and so, you know, probably 14, 15 years ago, I mean, I, I came to that place where I, I realized I needed more than just, um, earthly experiences. Let's put it that way. I, I knew I needed something more in terms of, uh, the spiritual side of my life. And, um, you know, I thank the, the, the Lord for that, but, uh, you're right. I think once you come to that place and you realize that it isn't all about you, there's a much bigger picture going on out there. Um, you kind of, you lower your opinion of yourself a little bit and you start to, you know, as, uh, as the scriptures say, you know, esteem others better than yourselves. And you start to really, like you said, serving, it's about what can I do to impact other people's lives? I've, I've learned all this stuff. I've put it into practice. I've made it work. I've achieved some level of success, you know, that the world might call success. So how do I share that? How do I pass it on? How do I inspire others to do the same thing? Awesome. So, I, I love that idea. And I think the older I get, the more I recognize is what can I do to create value for other people? And not only that, right. but with the value that you create, what makes you feel the best doing it, right? Because you might be an expert at working. And I'm just going to give an example, working short sales, but it makes you right. miserable doing that, right? right For right. example, you were a successful real estate agent, but it was more gratifying to be a, a trainer and a coach. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, and, and I just, I found that I enjoyed that more too. The, the role of, you know, being able to teach and impart something to somebody that was going to go take it and then do something with it. I mean, I, I tell my clients all the time. It was funny because my birthday was a couple of days ago. Right. And, you know, so, you know, I'm getting texts, I'm getting messages and this and that. And so, you know, a lot of my clients or whatever would, would say, Hey, happy birthday. And I'd say, thanks. But the best gift you can give me is go set a couple of appointments. Go tell me that you did something incredible today. That will mean more to me than anything else. And it's true. I mean, I, I love watching my clients take what they're taught and go do some amazing things with it. Yeah, it's cool. I know there's two guys that, uh, that have been a part of the fearless agent movement, William May and, um, a guy named Gary Zaldana. Gary's 21. I think it's 21. And yeah, he's taken 7% listings living with his parents and like <laughs> this guy is just like, it's so cool to see someone get out and, and just take action. And William may, he just quit his part-time job as a, as a bus driver to go yeah. full time to real estate. And so Good. I have this belief and, and you, you know it, that every day is a gift. You have yeah. to wake up and you have a new game. You yeah. have the impossible turning into the possible. Right. And that happens when you create massive value for others. But do it in a way that you enjoy life. Do not waste right. one single day. Absolutely, so, man. 
skipping forward, it's 2010. Yep. You have to make a choice, stay yep. with the monetary organization or move forward with yep. a different direction. So tell us yep. about that. Yep. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, really what happened was the market started to take a toll on um, clients, right? On the schedule. I mean, there was a lot of agents getting out of the business, a lot of agents that weren't uh, making an awful lot of money. And uh, I just, I did not have the number of clients that I really needed for, for where I was trying to go. So it was a very amicable parting. You know, I, I contacted them and just said, look, um, I understand things are what they are, but uh, I, I just want to go out. I want to kind of launch back out again and kind of got the blessing, if you will. So it was a very amicable parting. And I've never had anything but gratitude really for, for Mike and Sabrina and the whole organization. I mean, uh, so yeah, so I launched again, faith, right. You know, jumping out and, and, um, just kind of going back networking with people that I knew from the past, uh, starting all over again with a coaching business. And, you know, again, I'm very blessed that it's, it's grown steadily every single year. And, um, so I'm doing what I love really. Like you said, you're, you're, you get to enjoy your life. You get to, I spend time with my, my kids. Um, I, I have a home office. Uh, so I'm around my family all the time. And, uh, and it's a, it's gratifying, man. I mean, it's really a cool gig, I have to say. So 2010, how did you launch back into it? What did you do? Well, oh, get some, um, get, get like some said, water. Been, we don't, we don't want you to be dehydrated and pass yeah, out no, on the show. Yeah. I, um, I guess the first the first thing I did really was just kind of go back to my database, you know, uh, of people that I had worked with. I mean, I still had the names, the files, everything from years of of working with agents. So, um, you know, it was just a matter of reaching out and just saying, "Look, I'm I'm doing some coaching on my own, and you know, I, I'd love the opportunity to help you grow your business and uh, prospecting. I mean, it's doing what I teach, really, is what it was. And uh, I, I had a number of companies that I had had relationships with and they would have me come in and do events and uh, you know, training events, sign up some coaching clients and it just kind of built, you know, it just kind of grew. Um, I finally got involved in this thing called Facebook and got a little more exposure. Right. And uh, so that made a big difference too. So, so you finally came out of hiding, got on the web and that, that helped yeah. you up. And I, I think you even launched a website this year, right? I did. I did, man. I, uh, I was pretty excited about that. I got a, a, a really cool uh, connection with a guy that uh, designs websites, put that together and started a little bit of a, a newsletter to better communicate some of this stuff with people that want to sign up for that, which it is free, by the way, if you go to coachjameshotelling.com, you can sign up for the free, I call it a power letter every week it goes out. So yeah, just trying to, you know, again, get the message out in as many different ways as possible. Okay. Awesome. So you're you're now here 2015 where uh what are we august almost september what what's your plans with with you and your business over the next let's say 12 months um well obviously you know continuing exposure with the website continuing to build a coaching base but you know really again um in fact you and i talked about this not too long ago of just finding as many different vehicles as possible to uh to get tools, to get scripts, to get uh, information to agents that want to improve their business. So I'm spending quite a bit of time doing some, you know, doing research, trying to figure out if there's better venues, better me methods, I guess you could say, to deliver that. So I, you know, I've got 
what, 50, 45, 50 clients at the moment. I've got a number of people that go through training classes and things like that on a regular basis. You know, I've got the people that have the newsletter subscriptions, but I, I would love to have a bigger platform. Quite frankly, what do, you mean so that's, a big, what do you mean a bigger platform? What is more that? exposure. You know what I mean? More exposure. I mean, how many? What is there a million plus agents now, right, in North America? Something and, like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And always turning over. Yeah, exactly. Well. Exactly. And uh, you know, I I may know ten thousand of them or whatever. So it's a big big audience there. Well, and what's what's interesting about the way media, social media is now, and the internet, and email, and how we communicate. I and you've noticed this. There are definitely more coaching companies coming available yeah. on the marketplace. Right? Oh, so absolutely. How, how would you recommend an agent find a co coaching company to work with? What what would what would you suggest? Uh, it's a great question. I, I you're right, absolutely right. It seems like every couple months you start to see a new name, a new face popping up, uh, presenting themselves as a coach, and and uh, so I think you know as an agent you need to look for. Uh, somebody ideally that has done it right somebody that has really proven that they know how to actually go out and do what you're doing I think you've got to find somebody that is going to be invested in you that doesn't see you as just a commodity Number. so to speak you know what I mean but somebody that really cares about your success so if you're looking for a coach you need to interview you need to talk to them find out you know how many questions do they ask you about you and what's important to you? Are, are, are they trying to dig into your motivation, if you will, to grow your business? I mean, it's really a lot like what we do with, uh, with sellers, right? Pre-qualifying. So, so, uh, yeah. so with, with that being said is uh, I want to let everyone know on September 14th, I'm actually doing a free 45-minute teleseminar training on what, something that he just talked about. And that's the number one thing is to follow a proven model, right? right. You've got to hire a coach that has the physical results of what it is that you want to achieve in your life and in your business. And right. so don't miss that training on September 14th. It's going to be on the four basics of massive success in real estate. Good, man. So uh, right now I, I want to ask a question as far as based on a new agent. You're brand new. Get in the business and you tell them to go make as many contacts as possible. What type of contacts are, are they making? Is it just random cold calls? Is it FISBOs, expired, SOI, what would you tell that, that agent who to talk with? Yeah, great, great question. So the formula, right? Like what do you need to do? Um, well, the other thing is I would say that uh, for a lot of reasons, door knocking has become um, a, a much more viable vehicle in the last two or three years, especially than it was even 10 years ago. There's just so many ways for people to kind of block themselves from being reached. Um, you know, everybody that prospects notices that the contact percentages are down a little bit and it's just harder to get numbers. Um, so you need to balance door knocking with phone calls. But basically, look, there's what, half a dozen major sources if you're talking about listings. Uh, so you need, to, you need to look in your marketplace. And I know you and I have talked about this this year in your market that, um, you know, for sale buyers were not really as great of a resource as they have been in previous years. So set that aside for the moment. So you need to do a little bit of research in your market and find out. Um, are FISBOs worth going after? Are expires worth going after? Uh, you got those two things. You've got your database, right? If you're a new agent, you probably know a few people. You better be talking to them. You better be taking them to lunch. You better be connecting with them and finding out how they can get you business. Uh, yeah. And then, Hot market calls, right? Just picking neighborhoods where you want to start developing business and letting them know. There's buyers that want to buy homes. Who do you know that wants to sell? Hold some open houses if you want to do that. Attract some people. Leverage the marketplace. Um, 
there's a well, lot there's, there, there's so many options too that, that you right. can and so how many how many of those pillars would you recommend because you named open houses fizbos expires cold call right SOI. yeah i mean how, how many different yep. options I, I would say probably at least four I, I would really i like to see agents mixing in at least four you know different ways to generate business but i think that you know that brings up a great point because there are so many options i see agents make the mistake of trying to do everything and that does not work um i mean i had a call earlier this week with a client and you know they're just they're talking about like four or five new things they've been researching and wanting to implement and it you spread yourself too thin and you're not going to be effective in any of them so um you know dabble a little bit see if you can figure out what your key four methods are for generating business and then work them faithfully give it 90 days track your numbers track your results find out what is really working what you're good at where you need to improve and hey you know what you may have to switch up a little bit after 90 days so 90 days at least give it a go at now least. let's say that an agent is going to start calling for sell by owners for 90 day period what does that look like is it is it just a couple phone calls or how aggressive do they really need to, yeah. to go after these yeah fizzbos are funny man because they really are the the true follow-up you know what i mean like you you cannot be successful with Fizbo's if you're not going to follow up because you're never well and no, I shouldn't say never very rarely are you going to get a listing on the first contact so uh, you have to have a strong opening script I mean you have to engage the people you have to look for motivation you have to have your standards right of what you're looking for and from there um, I, I think there's like four four or five major ways that you should be following up you should be calling these people you should be emailing them texting them uh, if you want to mail them a postcard or some other follow-up method and potentially even going by their house once in a while to stop by in person if they're local, right? I mean, if they're within 15 minutes. So your follow-up system needs to mix up four or five different ways of reaching and touching these people because one way is not gonna get it done. Um, and you do, man. I, I, every three, I usually tell agents every three to five days they need to be getting something from you. Some, your name has to be in front of them, let's put it that way, um, through a postcard through an email, through a text, something. What seems to be working best right now to be in touch with with uh, Sphere of Influence, have you noticed? Sphere of Influence, uh, probably, you know, probably the texts or even, um, I mean, phoning is always great because with Sphere of Influence, you've got their cell phone, right? You can call them, you can reach them, so that's pretty easy, but you can't do that every week. So I think, um, in fact, you and I talked about it. I know some other people do this too with the video texts. Uh, that's a good way to get in touch with them. Uh, I think developing your core advocate list, you know, go through your SOI, go through your past clients, pick the top 25 people. And a couple times a, a month, get somebody out to lunch, grab coffee with them, get face to face with people and bring them value, do something for them and see who they can connect you with that might be thinking of selling or buying. So awesome. Uh, yeah. So guys, make sure to open uh, your chat box right there and ask questions for James. We're gonna be opening up that section in just a few minutes. So how, how I wanna talk about this topic that is really a, a goofy topic that everyone's heard about, but I don't know that anyone I've really heard explain how to do it really well. And that's your, your business document, your business plan. Maybe take a few minutes on that and how can an agent actually set up a business plan? Mm, good. Good question. Um, to me, you know, the business plan is part of what I would call the foundation of your business, right? I mean, it's it's the, like you said, an essential document. So the business plan needs to start with a vision. It needs to start with where do you want to be a year from now? 
if, if we're going to talk about, let's say, a one-year plan. Uh, one of the things I've been doing with a lot of my clients starting in August was a 100-day um, plan to finish out the year, right? So the vision is, what do you want your business to look like at the end of the year? What do you want it to look like a year from now? How clearly can you describe it? And so if you can do that, if you can describe where you want to be, building the plan to get there becomes a lot easier, right? Uh, so then you break down your production goals, right? So figure out how many listings you want to take, how many sales you want to make, how much money you want to earn. But you know what? There's half a dozen major systems that go into your business too, right? There's, yeah. you know, your follow-up system. There's your, if you have staff, there's your, you know, your social media and your, your CRM. There's so many different layers that all need to be part of your plan. So I think if you, if you take each system and you, again, you define what's missing right now from my business in this area, what do I need to improve? So it could be a little overwhelming. I mean, if yeah. an agent, even an agent that's been in the business five or 10 years, hears you talk about all of these options and you know, yeah. you got to get clear on it. So let's say an agent wants to get from point A to point B, clear to point Z with their business. How can they accelerate getting from A to B to Z more quickly? Well, part of that is, like you said, so it's putting it in writing too, having a written actual plan. And then, the, you know, a question I ask my clients all the time, how often are you looking at your plan, right? It's one thing to make the plan, but I know so many agents that will make it and never look at it again. Um, so I think that once you create your vision, once you create the game plan for how you're going to get there, that's got to be a part of your daily routine. I mean, you really need to connect with that every day and remind yourself what you're going after. So I think so that let's, will accelerate it. Let's also imagine now you're talking to agents that aren't your clients, agents that, that aren't in an organization. And what would you say to right. those agents? You know, I, I would say the same thing, really. I would, I would say, look, you know, you better know where you're going. The, the old joke is if you aim at nothing, you're guaranteed to hit it, right? Um, so you got you to gotta have something that's driving you, some reward that you're going after, something meaningful that, that although, otherwise, why are you doing it, right? Why are you in the business? What are you really trying to do here? So I would say, again, have a vision. Just define what you want your life and your business to look like. Decide what the steps are that need to happen to get you there. It might be that you've got to, again, talk to more people. It might be that you need to take on two or three more different pillars. It might be that you need to, you know, you might need to upgrade your, your social media presence. I mean, it could be a lot of things. But uh, then the question is, how often do you look at the plan? Sure. So I, I, I wanted to just also put in there, if you want help in getting that plan, hire a coach, hire a trainer, find a proven model. See, that is the first step, guys. And I, you've probably seen this. I see it all the time. People call me about fearless agent coaching, about winning the inner game. And they're like, hey, Colton, wh where do I start? Where do I get going? And I say, hey, you go and you sign up for coaching right now and you get into this training program. And I always hear excuses like I don't have enough time or I don't have the money. I can't afford right. it or I need more information. What, what would you say yeah. to an agent that is constantly holding themselves back with those excuses? Well, I, I would say to him, let me ask you a question. If you went out and talked to somebody who said they, they wanted to move and every time you tried to get an appointment with them to present, show them what you could do to get them sold and they kept putting you off, what would you say to them? Right. I mean, if the, if the people were motivated, right, if you really believe that they wanted to move, you, you know, at some point they've got to take action. So it's the same concept. You, you keep saying you want to improve your business. You keep saying you want to close more deals or earn more money or have more listings versus buyers. Well, guess what? You're not going to get there unless you take action. And excuse me, part of the plan of taking action is 
having somebody that can define what those action steps could be because again there's too many choices there's too many options you can get so lost in this business trying to you know fight through the weeds on your own you might as well have somebody that knows what they're talking about and can say look this is a plan there's thousands of agents doing this right now that are accomplishing what you say you want to accomplish so why not follow them right yeah. well and what's funny is I look at from 10 years ago when I started to where I'm at now and when I, for example, I went on a for sale by owner last night that I really haven't been prospecting those much lately. It was from my YouTube channel, the random prospecting words uh, segment that I do. Went and met with him and like it was the easiest presentation ever and I was thinking, well, why was it so easy? When he would give me a question or an objection, like I didn't think of this long elaborate setup to actually get him to answer it. I was just so confident in the words that I had that yeah. I was direct with him with with the, the language that I had learned from my coaching programs. And, yep. and it was like, okay, yeah, let's sign the contract, right? It was right. just like, it's that simple. So what I would say to these new agents as well is get off your duff and start having the business that you deserve, right? Stop. Yeah. Keep, if you're doing five to 10 deals a year yeah. it, or, or 20 deals a year and you want to double or triple that, the only reason you're not doing more is because of yourself. It's up here in your head and yeah. these uses I can't afford it or I don't have the time or I need more information is basically just saying hey I don't believe in myself enough to be able to follow a plan and create the results so right. start saying, I believe in myself we got to wrap up here in just a minute but I want to ask your, your your thoughts on this on how important is it that an agent believes in themselves and believes that they can get the results um, yeah, that, that is, that goes back to mindset again. Remember I said that earlier that that's a part of your mindset is your level of belief because, you know, quite frankly, if you don't believe that you can even accomplish what you think you want to accomplish, you're never going to take, you're never going to do anything because your mind is going to continually tell you why bother. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, you need to, even if you are a newer agent, all right, even, and I say this to a lot of newer agents or agents who aren't producing a lot that might sell 15 homes a year and they, you know, they aren't really proud of that, right? They almost try to, oh, well, I sell 15 a year, you know, kind of a thing, right? But you know, the average agent sells four or five. So you're still selling three times more homes than any, the average agent out there. So start from that, start from the point of view that, hey, I what have you accomplished that you're proud of? Why not make a list today of everything that you know you do well and start from that. Well, that's that, that's the same thing that someone can use to get out of that recovery mode that we talked about Absolutely. earlier on. Absolutely. Quickly you know. identify your success. Right. Exactly. There are things that you are doing well that you need to give yourself credit for, and you need to build on that, right? And then take another step and get some success there, and then add that to your list of credentials. I mean, you know, truth is, man, everybody can do something well. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be an expert at everything. Just Find what you're good at and get out there and do it a lot. You know, if you're great on the phone, good, get on the phone. If you're better in person, go knock on more doors. If you, you know, I, it's like find your talent, man, and go put it into practice because there's a lot of business to be done out there. So here's last question that came in is what are top three books that you would recommend mm. to agents? Great question. I, gosh, how do you boil it down to three, right? Um, I would, um, you know, believe it or not, as, a, as an overall system, I, I really do love The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. I think the MREA book is a great book that just lays out a blueprint. It lays out a plan. You may not choose to follow every single thing in there, but it's going to point you in the right direction for sure. 
Um, I, I think um, a book like Question-Based Selling that really helps you learn the essential sales skill of asking questions so that you're not just talking all the time. Um, I think that's a great book for agents to read. And um, you know, there's a, there's a book that I've just recently gotten a hold of called The Champion's Mind that just gets into the mindset of success. And um, I've gotten some great, I love it. I've gotten a lot of great responses from agents I've recommended it to. So, you know, two months from now, my list is gonna be different. Two years ago, it would be different. But right now, I think those would be three books I would say, get, get your mind wrapped around them. Well, it's like my, my friend and mastermind partner, AJ Midas says, don't so focus on reading a lot of books. That's good, but focus on mastering books. I, I love that concept. I know Bob Proctor is teaching uh, a course in October and it's like a three day course where they literally just break down the book, think and grow rich. There you and go. Like that would be an amazing course to go. And if I yeah, wasn't, would, going to, yeah, if I wasn't going to Tony Robbins, I would probably do <laughs> that. So yeah. So, so yeah, so go ahead and master that because that's what helps you go from recovery mode into proactive mode. And right. when you have that thing where five deals, like I had happen this week, fall apart, yeah. but then you can look at it and still have nine deals under contract. Yeah, I, I lost 25 grand, but I still got 60 something thousand. Plus I can put four of those deals back together. So right. you can't let it disrupt your happiness. You can't let it disrupt what's going on in your inner game. And that's Thanks a choice. Guys. Yeah, that is a choice. And it's a choice. And in fact, if everything you do is a choice, I want to point yep. that out. Yep. And when you can accept that you choose it, even if it's the results that you don't want right now, but you know you chose that, you right. can then start from a new place and a new creation and a new possibility. Yep. James, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. You guys yep, can man. get in touch with him on Facebook and on uh, CoachJamesHoteling at gmail.com. Right. Also, you guys, I just want to let you know, we're having a free teleseminar this Tuesday with Fearless Agent Movement. Get with me if you want details on that. And if you guys haven't already got with Mojo Selling Solutions, I would highly recommend that. James, would you recommend yeah. Mojo's to everyone I as do. well? Yeah, man. It's great. Excellent resource. You got it. You got to have it. And and understand these these things aren't magic tool or magic pills. They're right. tools and resources that you can add to your business and really right. help. And we've got some really great training videos coming out on how to utilize the Fearless Agent Sales System with mm -hmm. Mojo. So stay in tune for that. Thanks, Good. James. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, James. I know you've got when you got like a bunch of subscribers growing right now. Yes. So go ahead and subscribe to my channel as well, guys. And we'll talk nice to you stuff. soon. Thanks, okay. Colton. Appreciate it, man. See you, James. Okay, out for now. Hey, everyone. Did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible and the invisible into visible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner circle. We'll see you there.